Bienvenidos a Puentes para la Misión. Bienvenido, Nan, Pon Pu Misión. Isenai, Spoyani. Saubona, welcome to B4M. Yokoso, Bridges for Mission. to B4M, Bridges for Mission. My name is Nicole Cox, one of the creative minds behind B4M. And joining me today is my co-host, Jenny. She serves as one of the special assistants to short-term mission. Hello, everyone. We are excited to be bringing you a special short season to highlight international ministry's newest initiative entitled Emerging Leaders. This initiative focuses on youth and young adults 16 to 29 years old. Joining us on this episode are two of our Connector cohort members. The Connectors are our young adults ages 16 to 20. So with us is Kaylin Samp and Ricky Smith. As always, we love to open these interviews with the question, who are you? But for you guys today, I want to do it with a twist. So please describe yourself and introduce yourself using four to five words. Now that could be in a sentence or it could be separate words. So I'm Ricky Smith. Um, the five words that I would use to best describe myself is I'm a brother to my brother, a son of my parents and of the Lord God Almighty. I am a, I'm very much an enthusiast in everything I do. I have, I try to be the best friend that I can to my community members. And the biggest part of my life for the past couple of years has been I'm a missionary kid. I'm Kaylin Samp, and the five words are minor more adjectives. So I have friendly, because I like making friends with people that I meet, sarcastic, because I can be very sarcastic at times. Helpful, because I like helping anywhere I can. Adventurous, in some aspects. I'm not like super like a risk taker, but I like trying new things. And then engaged in like new activities, or when I find something I do, I continue in it until I finish it. That's wonderful. Thank you both for sharing a little bit more about yourselves with our listeners. So the next question we have for you is, what drew you to apply to the Emerging Leaders cohorts in the first place? I'll go first this time. So um, actually, it was it was my aunt who's co-hosting this at the moment. She told me about it, and she was like, Kaylee, you should try this. And I was like, okay, I'll look into it. So I looked into it. And I was like, this sounds like something I would love. And I talked to another missionary that goes to my church and she was like, you would like it. So eventually I ended up talking to Nicole and she told me a little more and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try out for it. So, and that's how I got here. For me, it was an initial invitation from Sandra at the, uh, I think it was the racial justice prayer vigil that we had. I think it was a little over, a little less than a year ago. And then we kind of looked more into it. Nicole sent and Sandra both sent some resources on what it is, what it's entailed. 
And the things that really stuck out to me was that it's a group of young adults, not teenagers or youth as that is a shifty term um, that just kind of openly express their views on worldly matters. Um, and I really enjoyed the thought of an open area that I could bring my experiences cross-culturally and being in multiple cultures that are vastly different from each other and then seeing how they both are similar and different and then connecting the two and sharing with others who may not have the same experiences. I absolutely love that. You know, being in the work, sometimes you kind of forget how things get started and how you first have those interactions with people. Like you remember it, but you don't always remember the details. And so I love going back and hearing how people first got connected with things um, because you can kind of see that spark again that they had when they first started the conversation. And just, it's just so, I just, I love it. It's so much fun. So thank you for sharing your stories with that. Um, so my next question uh, is kind of looking forward. So the one that you just had was looking back a little bit. So I want you to think ahead. So in two years, when your time is up with the cohorts, what would you have hoped to either experience or accomplish or to have learned during your time with us? By the end of the two-year term, I hope to have built a deep enough relationship with my cohort members that I can freely express the dirty details of how I think things may or should be handled in the world. Um, just, I also like traveling a lot. So I hope to have gone to a couple of different conferences that are, are being offered. And also just being able to go out and help people in my community with the experiences and with new mindsets and points of view that I learned from my each cohort member. For me, at the end of the two years, I would like to, as Ricky said, I'd like to have a very close relationship with the two other people in our cohort. And because um, like I said in the first question, I like having friends. I make friends with like everywhere I go. So having lots of friends is, especially when they come from different backgrounds, it's really cool to learn about like their experiences and stuff. So I want to be close friends with them. And because when you think of missions, sometimes your mind immediately goes to out of the country, doing building things, doing that kind of stuff. I can't really do all that. Um, I want to find a way to do missions as part of an everyday life instead of going out, doing something and then coming back and falling right into you without falling back into your original routine. Excellent. Thank you both for sharing that. That's wonderful to hear about where you've come from, where you're hoping to be. Um, and it's interesting, you know, you, you have similar things and things that are different. And that's always part of the exciting part about getting to be part of a group like this. As young leaders, what are some of the obstacles that you've had to overcome? And what did you learn from those experiences? So for me, um, there's a few things which mainly revolve around my health condition because of my heart. 
Um, so like I said in the last question, I can't really go out into things. So finding a way to be a leader or at least helping in my community here has been something that took me a while. Um, but I eventually found a place for homeless families that I go pretty much every week to help the kids there um, with their after school programs. So pretty much I tutor them and help them with their homework. So that's been a way to find a outlet for leading even and doing missions, even if I can't go out of the country. I really like how Kaylee put it in the last question that it's, you don't always have to be international missions. And I feel like that's kind of where the pitfall with lots of people lie, is that all missionaries, they go out into the world internationally and they're just sent to convert people. That they don't have Jesus and we're to bring it to them. So I feel like the main obstacle for me is expectations, one from other people and of myself. From other people, like I said, they kind of get the wrong idea of missions sometimes. And then for me, I just, sometimes I hold myself to too high of a standard that I'm not able to physically or emotionally reach that goal. So for emerging leaders, I know that I can't go to every conference. I can't do everything for everybody. I can't help everybody, even if they want to be helped. Sometimes I'm just not qualified or physically able to help in the way they need. Yeah, I definitely love that um, from both of your perspectives, because that's one of the big things that we stress with volunteers that come in at IAM is the fact that you're not going to bring the gospel. The gospel is already there. Um, and the fact that missions doesn't end when you return home, that the work that you, the, the work that you did on the mission field and the experiences that you had and the lessons that you learn, they stay with you afterwards. And how do you incorporate those within your daily life, within your community, within your church, and how, how does that all work together? Um, so I love the fact that the two of you kind of picked up on both of those parts. Um, and we really haven't had those types of conversations with you yet. You know, you haven't done one of our, um, our formal orientation trainings yet um, with us. And the fact that that is already in you, ah, oh, that just, that makes me smile so much. And I cannot wait for further conversations. Um, so I'm curious. So I want you to reflect back again and think about advice that you've received from people in your past, whether that is from uh, a teacher, you know, a friend, someone in your church, whoever it is, um, what has been the most impactful piece of advice that you've received so far in your life? Um, and why is that? So for me, um, there hasn't really been a piece of advice, but more a quote that has kind of kept my ball rolling that keeps pushing me through and as my friends say I listen to dead guys more than people that are alive so from Walt Disney I love this quote from him he says around here however we don't look backwards for very long 
we keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things. And curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. For me, it's simple, yet so powerful that we can move forward. We can, we don't need to stay stationary in the past because time can keeps ticking. We only have so long here, so why not make the most of it for heaven? Okay, so I'm not sure what the most impactful one for me would be, but because Ricky came up with a quote, he said I had a quote, and my mind immediately went to another quote, so now I have two. Um, so the first one is a piece of advice I heard like last year um, from a teen retreat thing. I don't really remember, but this person was giving us like a little talk and in it, he said something along the lines of, or maybe I heard this somewhere else, but I'm pretty sure he said it too, that your scars don't define you. You can, your scars might have a story, but you can use that story to keep going. The second thing I have is also a quote, but the quote I have is from Mother Teresa, I believe. And it said, no one can do great things, only small things with great love. And that can be applied to whatever this cohort ends up doing, whether we go out and do something big or we stay in a classroom and help kids learn how to add two plus two. As long as we're doing it with great love, that's what matters. That is beautiful, you guys. Really, quotes speak to the heart so often, and both of what you guys have shared, I think, will speak greatly to our listeners as well. Um, we're going to ask you one final question that uh, we like to end the podcast with about if you had one word to think about what's to come, your future, what would that one word be? Okay, so... For me, I don't know why, but you asked that question and this word popped into my head and it has the story behind it, I guess, but most people might know the story. I came up with unless from the Lorax, I think. So that's my one word. I think for me, for the future, the one word I would use to describe how I want to move forward is patience, where... We can't always be always on top of things. We sometimes have to wait for it. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's there. But more often than not, God sends us something. And we have no clue what to do with it. I think the Emerging Leader Cohort is one of those things that we just have to wait for it to see what it produces. That's beautiful, you guys. I'm going to make Nicole answer our question, too. Ooh, make me answer my question. Let's see. Okay, mine is a two-worder, so don't 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 look at me weird. Um, the two words that I would have would be be still. Um, which comes from you know the scripture be still and know that I am God. Um it's already played such an important role in my life so far in the last year and a half, two years. And I just feel like that that is one of the ones that will continue to 
remind me and to guide me going forward as well with um, leading the cohorts, with developing this new program, and just as a person in general as well. So Jenny, what would your one word be? (laughs) I think my one word would be encouraged. Encouraged to see what the future holds um, in the hands of people like Ricky and Kaylin and the others that we have in our cohorts that are the future leaders of the church, of the church with the capital C, the church with the little c. And um, so just very encouraged by what what they're going to bring to the mission of God. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Ricky and Kaylin, for being with us tonight and for sharing some of your story and some of who you are with our listeners. I know that you have given them some wonderful nuggets um, and glimpses into your life. So we thank you. And thank you, listeners, for being with us. Stay tuned for next week, where we will be talking to our trailblazers who are 21 to 29. Until next time. Applications for the Emerging Leader Cohorts are now opened until April 30th. Uh, To find more information, please visit internationalministries.org, all one word, and click on Global Mission, Serve, and then Emerging Leaders. On this webpage, you will find more information about the cohorts and the online application. If you have any questions, please reach us at elc.org at internationalministries.org. Until next time.